Well, hello, everybody. I'm Justine. And I'm Haley. And we are here for our podcast called... <gasps> In a Time of Ancient <laughs> Gods, the Xena podcast, right? Yeah. Wait, look, can we do that again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. I'm Justine. I'm Haley. And we are here for our Xena Warrior the Princess. Oh, God. I'm really- <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Justine. I'm Haley. And this is In a Time of Ancient Gods. The Xena Podcast! Yay! Yay! Um, Haley and I have loved Xena since we were young lasses. Yes. Um, I've been watching it since, um, how old was I? Probably like 10 or so. My dad and I would watch it mm-hmm. on every like Tuesday night, I think it interesting, was Interesting, interesting. Yeah, super interesting. I would watch it at my dad's house um, on the weekends. Yeah. I don't know what night it was, but it was great. (laughs) It was a really great, like, dad-daughter bonding experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've noticed just in my podcast (laughs) listenings, um, there's just a lot of um, podcasts going on about, like, people revisiting different TV shows and all these great female characters, and I Mm -hmm. hadn't really heard anything about Xena, so I felt like it was time for us to do something about that. And I agreed. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so some reasons we really love Xena. Um, I think she is like the best female action superhero and role model that I've seen in like, oh, modern yeah. day television. Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes through really early in the episode. I know we're going to get to that later, yeah. but it's like, you know, from the beginning that this is going to be great. Yeah. It's just going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, some solid reasons why I think Xena is the best is she is a self-made hero Mm -hmm. where a lot of like modern female heroes you see, um, they kind of gain their power through some type of trauma or, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of times like a common trope is like they've been raped and so they have to like come out of that and gain their power. Right. But Or they're like an apprentice and then they take on, but she's like, she just did it on her own and supposed to be like come into her story like after she's already achieved something big in her own life even though it's becoming a violent warlord who kills villages yeah like she's done that already and she's just transitioning to a new phase yeah like i rewatched the episodes where so xena um warrior princess tv show is a spinoff of hercules tv show and Mm -hmm. she had like a three episode story arc in that which i rewatched recently which are great um so she was like I mean, kind of in the Xena series, you sort of, like, see her going, um, you, there's flashbacks where she's, like, in a really dark place and she does all this mm-hmm. bad stuff. But I think she originated kind of just wanting to um, keep her family safe mm-hmm. and just, like, mm-hmm. she, you know, gained her own strength and she taught herself and she just did everything herself. Everything she's learned, she decided to, you know, she had a lot of self-autonomy and she just went out there and figured it out herself. Love um, it. Love it. Um, what I also love about Xena is she looks strong. Like, a lot of other mm-hmm. um, female superheroes are, like, you know, they have their powers because they were, like, bitten by a mutant whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they're, like, the chosen one. So they've, like, been giving these gifts for whatever. But they look like, you know, like scrawny little girls who, yeah. like, have their own power, but they don't physically look, like, yeah, strong. And, like, that's great, too. Like, scrawny people can be powerful. Yeah. But she's super tall. Yeah. And I was noticing, like, something that has always intrigued me about Xena or Uh like I've noticed many times while watching is like her legs are really long and they're kind of like cylinders like perfect (laughs) cylinders like I was thinking like okay like everybody's got my legs are kind of like wiggly shaped and like other people have like my son's legs are like trapezoids they're like because he's a baby he's working through that and that's cool too (laughs) but hers are like like they're almost like molded like perfect 
cylinders or cones. Well, she's a strong, <laughs> empowered woman. See? And, and she shows it. Yeah. That's um, what we're talking about. I just love it. Um, I love that she's learned what it is to have too much power and, mm-hmm. like, what the evils are from that. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's a lesson that so many people should learn. Yeah. Is, like, you know, with a lot of power comes a lot of responsibility. And when she hits that kind of, like, peak level, um, she ends up realizing she just wants to help people. Yeah. And, um... Um, I also really love that the entire storyline doesn't like hinge on any type of romance with anyone. I mean, people can argue that it's between her and Gabrielle, but I would say that that's not what the plot line hinges on. It's really about Xena's journey um, and just figuring out, you know, what it is to be a person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like every episode is really solid too. Mm -hmm. Like I think it works on the long-term story arc, but also just like each episode is really, um, about, you know, it has a clear story. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even it's about in, like something that she's working for in that episode. Exactly. Um, so another point I think is really important um, and why the show isn't as popular as it is and why I don't really talk about um, how much I love this, um, the show as much as I do because of the reaction. And usually when I say, like, hey, have you seen, you know, the show Xena? People respond with, like, oh, you mean that lesbian show? And I think defining Xena by who she has sex with or defining any character by who they choose to have sex with is just so problematic and really awful. Yeah. And I think it's just a way of, like, pigeonholing um, the story and trying to take away her power. Mm-hmm. It makes me crazy. How do you feel? I feel exactly the same way. And I think, like, like watching the show, it's really not about her sexuality for me. Mm-hmm. Um it's much more about, you know, her journey and Gabrielle's journey also. Mm, um, but, and, you know, their friendship, they're really good friends. And, you know, eventually there's some romantic mm-hmm. interaction too, and that's great. Which but is it's, really important. It's yeah. super important to have that on screen as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. But she also, like, has male lovers and god lovers, and right. she's just a Greek hero. Who, yeah, right. It's really about her being a hero for yeah. me. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like, so. Yeah, I think um, she... Like, her intelligence, her capability, her problem-solving, her um, just the care and respect of other people. I think she's just an all-around amazing person for us all to look up to. Yeah, and I think, like, what's most intriguing, what I really like talking about with her is is that journey of hers. Mm-hmm. And I think her sexuality is just part of who she is and, and it's not really, like, a the defining element of the show. Exactly. And that's why we love Zena. Yay! Um, so with this podcast, what we want to do is just watch um, every episode independently, and then Haley and I will get together and talk about it for you lovely listeners. Yay! So should we get started with episode number one? Yeah! Okay, cool. So 
Xena Season 1, Episode 1 was called Sins of the Past, and it first aired on September 5th, uh, 1995. Mm. Um, the director was Doug Leffler, and it was written by John Shulian, Rob Tappert, R.J. Stewart, and Sam Raimi. Oh. Power group. Yeah. Um, Great so, episode. Yeah. Love us, it. Want to get us started off, Haley? Sure, sure. So we open on Xena. She's riding through the mists and remembering past times, yeah. um, namely the, burning and pillaging yeah. the village that she's um, riding into. And then we get to hear some of like my favorite part of Xena is the music. So mm-hmm. there's this, like I don't even know what instrument that is, but it sounds just, you know, it's like women calling. You can hear their pain. There's yeah. just like mm-hmm. ancient instruments blasting and voices Mm -hmm. um so she's yeah she's going through memories of the slaughter um there's some credits and then she's in this like burned down village and then this like orphan pops out yeah only orphan only person (laughs) in the village (laughs) he looks pretty clean he was pretty clean driving his entire family like destroyed (laughs) yeah yeah, it's tough. He, he asks for a little food. Yeah. She says, food, food's sca- scarce around here. <laughs> like, perfect. Um, but then uh, she feels guilty about having, like, burned down either yeah. his village or someone else's village. So she yeah, gives him some of her well, food. he said that she burned oh, it was, you know. his village and yeah. that she had come from the clouds with thunderbolts and <laughs> yeah. murdered his parents. She's like, so. uh, it probably wasn't me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> some food kid. Drops some cheese on the ground. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then I have notes of um, kind of wondering where she got the title of Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, having watched the show on silent yeah. recently, <laughs> um, I think it's because all of the like bandits and things who mm-hmm. are roaming around who she encounters, they're called like warrior. Uh-huh. So they've defined like um, these groups of bandits. Mm-hmm. As warriors. And I was thinking also about this, like, was this in Greece a time of, like, warlords? It was, but I just wonder, like, if I hear, like, princess, I think, like, there must be, like, a queen. That means she's, right. like, a child or she's, like, in line for something. Mm-hmm. But I think she's already the queen and she doesn't have to be the princess. Well, but I think it's a great... Concluded kind of it, yeah. Oh, oh, and then that kind of led me in my notes. Um, I'm wondering, like, how old she is. So I think she's... Um, so Lucy Lawless herself was 27 at this okay. point because um, her birthday is March 29th, 1968. She's an Aries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No wonder we love her. Yeah, we love her. Um, so I think probably Zeno is like around the same age. Um, so she must have yeah. had – I feel like she probably like set out from her home when she was like 17. Mm-hmm. So I think she's had about like 10 years of building her That sounds about her right. Empire. Yeah. Um, okay. So do-do-do. Um, she's I, riding. Yeah. Um, she buries her armor in a shallow grave. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she's giving that life up. Yeah, she's sweeping the leaves back over it. <laughs> she's ready to go home. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there's all these village women um, being rounded up. Mm-hmm. There's evil dudes laughing. We see Gabrielle for the first time. Yep. So yeah. one, I have one dude's line saying, oh, this village makes tough women. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're all like, kind of, like slapping them around. Well, yeah, and because Gabby offers herself up as... Oh, um, yeah. A poten- she says, well, uh, take me. Just typical Gabby. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, they've already like, herded up all of the women, yeah. and it's a band of 
you know, warriors. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're probably not going to just take, take you, Gabby. All of them. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have a strong negotiating position, but she offers herself up anyway. Yeah. But then, and then Zena comes in mm-hmm. and she, she makes known what she's going to do. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have some notes about the hilarious slapping sounds at the time, oh, which really remind me of great. like all the antics in Evil Dead. And it's just mm-hmm. like very typical mm-hmm. of that group of people mm-hmm. um, i have in my notes that xena kicks um i think it's hector oh the yeah hector. main bad guy in mm-hmm. the face and that's when you know like oh this is gonna be great yeah like, it's I'm like in it now yeah <laughs> it's so great because it's not you know she doesn't like stab him and yeah. pull out his guts or something it's yeah. not like super violent yeah but it's also like who expected her to kick him in the face no one from that position oh, She's just the best. So that was great. Um, so then we launch into this, like, we hear the Xena theme. Mm-hmm. Xena's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes down the whole army. She does one of my favorite moves is where when she, like, sticks the yeah. uh, the spear down. And yeah. then she does, like, a little, like, wagon wheel of just, like, kicking everyone in the face around yeah. that. Love that. That's my favorite. We hear Xena's yell for the first time. Um do, do, do. And we're not even five minutes in, and we've already. It's heard amazing. This There's a lot that happens in those first five minutes before the intro. It's so amazing. Um, Gabby's being feisty. Uh, mm-hmm. We see the chakram for the first time, yeah. which I did a little research on the chakram, and then it turns out it was actually it's from India. Um, it's a, a real weapon. They didn't make it up for the show. Wow. Um, it's also known as the Shalakar, which means circle. Oh. And it was Vishnu's weapon of choice in the Ramayana. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, Maybe you. she picked it up in one of her, well, her travels. Eastern travels I before she, she um, came back to Greece. I like, I would love to, I would love another series mm-hmm. <laughs> about Zena where you, like, you actually go through all of her travels. Uh, when she's I would love that. Dark. Especially, you, yeah, as evil Zena. Um, okay, so she has this chakram, actual weapon. Um, just seeing the joy on her face when she's fighting is yeah. just like, you it's see so her doing great. true calling. And like, it's also, I was thinking it's so cartoony the mm-hmm. way that it's shot. Like, mm-hmm. it's so comic booky. I don't know. This, yeah. Each one you can see, like, you know, she's sneaking up on somebody yeah. or like each shot is really dynamic. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things about the show mm-hmm. is just how over the top hilarious. It's yeah. just like slapstick, right. goofy comedy all the time. Oh, like eventually, so it, like sometimes it takes itself really seriously and you like mm-hmm. you go there with them. But mm-hmm. I think my favorite episodes are when they're being hilarious. Yeah. Um, so then she realizes that they're with Draco. Mm-hmm. Um, Draco is just like terrible. Then we do the opening theme. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so good. We see Zena's um, smile on the mountain oh, yeah. top for That's the first time. My favorite, which is I think, like the sun coming out of the clouds. Yeah, it's Haley and my like favorite. Thing. It can cheer you up on any day. Yeah, I think even like every time I watch it on DVD, I, like never skip over the credits. Oh yeah, I just it's such great <laughs> credits, and they change them like late. Late mm-hmm. in the seasons, yeah. but like these early credits, they didn't need to change them at all. No. They're so great. I think pretty much everything's from the first, like, yeah, yeah. they just keep everything from the first season. The one regret I have mm-hmm. is that that Poseidon coming out of the sea is not actually in an episode. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was in one. No. Okay. I'm pretty sure I well, looked it up because I was like, where? I haven't seen this anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll look it up. I probably am making a mistake. But. Okay. I, I don't remember that episode, so I believe you. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye out. We're going to have to look again. Um, yeah, her smile. Okay. Then we cut to Gabby, who won't stop talking. Mm. So full disclosure, Haley and I do not love Gabrielle. It's true. Um, but we will be working through that 
in this podcast. Yeah. We're working through it. We're trying to work through it. I was talking to my mom earlier today, and she was like, why don't you like Gabby? Like, I can imagine. She's being really nice to mm. me about it. She's like, I can imagine. I could see why you might not. But why don't you like her? Yeah. And I was like, well, if you just watched a lot, you might understand. I feel like in a lot of the fandom, Haley and I have experienced um, a lot of people just flock to Gabby and really Mm -hmm. feel like it's her show. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what I react to is Mm -hmm. just how much space she takes up in the show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's how I feel, too, because I feel like I already, like when we used to play Xena, Gabby would be like the... Like, okay. We would just I'll make fun Gabby. of her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll be Gabby this time, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, granted, we're both really good at playing Gabby yeah. when we play Xena, yeah. but it's not... Because you're playing caricature right. for her. Yeah. But I think when she has a, um, a place of being um, the scribe and being the bard, and when, mm-hmm. like, that's her position, I prefer that. Like, when she mm-hmm. goes down, like, eventually, I mean, she goes down, like, a warrior path, and I feel like that's not really yeah, right for her, fine. and it's kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, but she goes through a lot, and like her storyline is important for yeah. Zena too. But yeah. it's kind of like, like I'll say this briefly, and yeah. then we can move on. Okay. Um, but like <laughs> I was telling Justine last time we met, like if you ever played Indiana Jones mm. on the computer in the nineties, <laughs> the um, I think it was like Quest for Atlantis or something. <laughs> and like there's a sidekick character named mm-hmm. Sophia who's a psychic. <laughs> And you can choose to have her come along, and she's, like, helpful some of the time. But, but no she, one else is playing that character. It's just her. She's just doing her own thing. Yeah. She doesn't obey you at all. <laughs> and she ends up becoming possessed by Nurad Sal. And <laughs> then... Sounds exactly like Gabby. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much exactly Gabby's story. Yeah, you're just like, why do I have to take care of you? You're kind of helpful exactly. for, like, two things. Uh, and she's always standing, like, just a little bit too far away and takes yeah. a long time to walk to where you are. So that's how I feel about Gabby. I relate completely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Haley, for sharing yeah, that. You're welcome. This was a good Gabby line, though. Um, so her, like boyfriend or whatever comes mm-hmm. up and he's like trying to tell her what to do and she says just because you're my betrothed doesn't mean you can boss me around oh. which I feel like was a very intentional line yeah like, okay. I even like didn't even hear that oh, I was yeah. blocking it out oh, I but... laughed really hard <laughs> <laughs> um, she really so Gabrielle is just like she sees Ina and she's like this is who I want to be mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go with you take me with you mm-hmm. um, let's go to Amphipolis which is yeah. where Zena's from so Zena's trying to go home we, we do find out that Gabby has a family yes. in this episode who I don't even remember from she, later. It's She's yeah. a dad and a, a sister. Mom and, and a sister. Mom. Yeah. So that, and that's, a betrothed. And a betrothed. Okay. Um, so Zena's back in her armor. Another mm-hmm. great point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, did she give up giving up? Um, what is she thinking, do we think, right now? Is she mm. like, she tried giving up being a warrior, but yeah. she just couldn't. She loves it too much. Well, um, we'll see later that she's like thinking about gathering people together to fight back. Oh, yeah. So this is seeming like a transitional moment. She's not in her, like, solo Xena mm-hmm. phase, defender phase yet. Yeah. She's al- already kind of finding her way there, though. Oh, yeah. Interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Draco catching arrows, which is a really unaffect I love. Like, yeah. the one person shooting the arrow, and then camera cut to guy <laughs> catching arrow. It's so effective. It's so great. <laughs> 
And he's so good at it, too. Yeah. I, I like Draco a lot. I yeah. think he's, like, the perfect, like, villain, not villain. He's, mm-hmm. like, kind of honorable. And he also, really. like, really doesn't seem that mean. Yeah. Which is not, great. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, he, like, kind of loves Xena, but yeah. not, like, everyone kind of loves Xena. Yeah, right. Um, so he doesn't have that, like, burning passion that Ares has. Oh, yeah. That he's, like... I love you, Zena. Yeah. He's Come like, join me. Yeah, like, let's, you know, relive what we had once. Um, and I think a lot of, like, a lot of the warlords and a lot of characters they have are, like, actual New Zealanders. You know, they have, mm. like, hired a lot of people from, yeah. from around. Because um, Lucy Lawless is from New Zealand, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Draco really respects Zena. Um, and no one ever implies she's weak. Everybody right. knows her. I have um, down here, like, Draco likes her because she's good at what she does. Oh, yeah. I love that. I know he really values her mm-hmm. as a warrior. Um, and then I think I was kind of distracted by her haircut at this point. Oh. And I was just, like, wondering why the bangs. You I know, love like, the bangs. I love the bangs, too. But I'm just, like, always interested. And they never really, like, change any of their... Mm. I mean, like, Gabby gets a drastic haircut later. But, like, Xena's look is just kind of consistent yeah. there. I was just always wondered. I don't know. I mean, I could see how it would be useful to keep... Your hair out of your face, mm-hmm. but then she also has her hair pulled back some of the time. She's never really pulled but it's back. like it's always down. Yeah, it's down. I guess. I've yeah. never seen Zena in a ponytail. Oh, I'm wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> so maybe it's to keep it out of her face. Okay. She doesn't have the hair down in her face, and it looks great on her. It does. You're so correct. You're that's okay. So what I'm saying. I know. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, so Draco wants to join up, um, but what's Zena thinking? She's always so like stoic. I and know. There's just so much like storm. I know. Behind her I eyes. know. I wonder. Yeah. Um, Was she thinking about her past? I know. Um, She's wondering her if her mom is going to accept her back. Yeah. Oh, and then um, I had a really good line uh, from Draco saying. Um, he, she could be with him in love or against him in battle. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I forgot about that line. <laughs> but it comes up later in the episode. Yeah. They're, it, it's it's an interesting love. Thing. Mm-hmm. I also love, I'm not sure if it's this scene or a later scene with the two of them, but um, she like says like that she's not going to be with him and he comes up and holds a knife to her, mm-hmm. but he holds it, like, probably a good foot away from her face, so no, yeah. it's, like, definitely not actually threatening her, because yeah. she's Zena. Yeah, you can't threaten her. I mean, everyone And he also doesn't look like lose. that angry. No. I'm like, he's just fooling around, just you playing. know? He's, he's just, just kind of, like, yeah. Um, I have some other notes of that, he, you know, it's all about for old times' sake, mm-hmm. you know, you can't ever go home, I was wondering what their history was. I know. Um, then we cut to Gabby sneaking out. Yeah. Um, she's wearing a peasant blouse. Yeah. I have, she, yeah, I also have down that she's in classic peasant outfit. <laughs> Key point for us. <laughs> I wrote down, Gabby can't even escape from her own house without stumbling. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Her sister's like, what's going on? Her sister, Lilla. Um, oh. And she says she's going to be a warrior. And um, Yeah. Well, eventually. And then, um, so then... At this point, I'm like, okay, so I get it. We're supposed to be like Gabby on this journey. I like get Gabby it. is the viewer. You well, know? that's not how I feel, but that's it's not okay. how I feel. But I understand where yeah. you're going. You know, she doesn't fit in with where she is. She mm-hmm. doesn't like. You know, she wants to make her own choices. She wants and to she, escape with yeah, Zena, yeah, like we do. Exactly. And she sees this hero that who is everything she wants to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I don't like Gabby. Yeah. Because she reminds me too much of me. Just <laughs> kidding. I don't. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say, really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do do do. Okay, so she says bye to her sister. Oh, we see Argo again, her horse. Mm-hmm. I really I love, love that Argo. Horse. She's super um, 
or Argo is very intuitive. Very intuitive. They have a mm-hmm. special bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to cross that bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Argo won't cross. <laughs> won't cross. And she just lets him go because she knows he'll come find him again. Yeah. And then we find dun, 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 the, the Cyclops. Cyclops, um, Cyclops makes a cameo. <laughs> makes a cameo. Um, so another thing we want to do in this podcast mm-hmm. is every time we come across kind of a, um, a Greek mythological character Mm -hmm. um, that's actually, you know, exists in our Greek myth history. We want to kind of do a little, like, breakdown and see how far the show strays from um, actual mythology. Yeah. Well, we have the Cyclops here who's been blinded by Xena. (laughs) We don't know his name. He's anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's since been starving to death because he can't catch any people. (laughs) He's blind. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, big and dumb and hilarious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so I was looking into the Cyclops. It, it looks like there are several different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, one set of Cyclops are very um, rebellious, and they revolt all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the sons of Uranus Ooh. and Gia, Ooh. I think. Um, some of the Titans. Mm-hmm. And their names are Argus, Stereopes, and Brontes. Ooh, Brontes. I know. So I'm liking these guys because they're a tie-in to the Charlotte Bronte family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure if they're the right ones. But mm. anyway, they um, uh, rebelled against Uranus and Gia um, and then with Cronus. Mm-hmm. But then Cronus threw them back into Tartarus. Um but then Zeus pulled them out to rebel against okay. Cronus. Yeah. And then um, in order to help Zeus with that, they made him a thunderbolt Ooh. and Pluto a helmet and Poseidon his trident. Ooh. So these are pretty cool, like, revolutionary yeah. one-eyed giants. Yeah. Um, and then they ended up kind of, I think, being like... Um, the kind of blacksmiths, and in another tradition, they're um, Hephaestus's helpers and oh. kind of making a bunch of weaponry and that kind of thing. Interesting. So that's an interesting alternative yeah. to the Homer story, yeah. where they're basically kind of lawless shepherds. So in the Homer, um, in the Odyssey, was there more than just the one? It was yeah, yes, it was polyphemous, right? Yeah. yeah. And he lives in a cave, but apparently there are a bunch of them. Okay. And they live in Sicily in caves okay. with their wives and children. Yeah. And they have, like, despotic rule over their wives and children. Oh, yeah. And they were all, like, laughing at Polyphemus, right? When he was Yes, like, yeah, like, exactly. No man blinded me. Yeah, whatever. right. Yeah. Like, uh-huh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid giant. So either, I mean, maybe Xena blinded a different one. Yeah. Could could be, or mm. maybe this is Polyphemus, and she's also kind of taking on yeah. the Odysseus role. Yeah, because there's a lot of episodes of Xena where she kind of takes on like the hero character mm-hmm. in other Greek myths, exactly. but it's always like a little a little twisted, or she yeah. meets other characters. Yeah, which is interesting in itself. Exactly. Um, very fun. Yeah. So my my feel on the Cyclops is that they're probably just very revolutionary. Um, Monsters mm-hmm. who seem to have helped, but it, Homer kind of, uh, well, describes them as lawless, but mm-hmm. they could just be revolutionary people who yeah. don't like the law that's being given down to them. Yeah. Um, they are man-eaters, but okay. they're also shepherds. Yeah. So um, this holds true in the episode where Xena tells the blinded Cyclops to eat more sheep and... <laughs> 
<laughs> just go eat more sheep. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he said, they don't taste good. I can't anymore. I think he's a real ham. Yeah. Um, a curmudgeon. Yeah. I just love um, Zena's like just coming up to him and just like laughing about it. Like mm-hmm. just her like sense of power in I any know. situation is just wonderful. Like, she's yeah. never scared. Yeah. And she like <laughs> offers him a real solution. Yeah. She's like, you could still threaten the villagers and they give you some sheep. It'd be cool. And he's no. like, no. Like, no. I need more people. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Her advice on a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, to suit yourself. Um, so she passes by. And then um, Gabby shows up. Yeah, she's just scared like, to cross the bridge. Yeah, um, she's, just because she, it's a bridge. Yeah, has she, she ever seen a bridge before? Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> they don't have bridges where she's from. <laughs> um, yeah, it's her first time out of the village, mm-hmm. um, and she just like won't stop talking. And then the um, Cyclops calls her chatty food. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. She does successfully talk her way out of the mm-hmm. cage and. I will point out that the Cyclops also successfully traps her, even oh, yeah. though he's blind. Yeah. So I think, you know, both of them are doing pretty well for themselves yeah. in this situation. <laughs> um, then we cut to Xena, who's being followed by, like, four guys with mm-hmm. zero stealth. They're, like, I know. They're, like, ten feet behind her. Yeah, on horses. Let's get her. And then, yeah, yeah, get her. <laughs> um, and so then Xena... Actually goes up in the tree. Argo mm-hmm. keeps walking. Um, her like boots look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, one by one, she's knocking everyone out. Yeah, um, this is like another really good comic book like yeah. scene because she's like hop. You know, one disappears yeah. and the other one doesn't see because you're seeing from like the front. Yeah, it's really great. It's super great. Um, so then she catches. Was that Hector? Was that his name? Yeah, the main guy. She um, so she like, grabs Hector. She does the Xena tap, which mm-hmm. is the best. This like first Xena tap. Yeah. Where it's like in like on kind your neck, of, and mm-hmm. she cuts off the flow of blood like to your brain. Yeah. You'll be dead in twenty seconds. No, starts bleeding. Yeah, you know, it starts bleeding, but they can still talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, "What's Draco up to?" And then we find out that Draco's going to destroy Amphipolis, her mm-hmm. hometown. So Zena's like, "Gotta get there fast." Mm-hmm. Uh, Undoes the blood tap yeah. thing, and then runs <laughs> and then off. The <laughs> sound. Um, so now Gabby's in the street. Um, there's an old cart man coming by. Um, <laughs> she's not just, she's lying in the oh, yeah, street she's like a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to run into her. Um, and then I have notes that he kind of reminded me of like a Robin Williams character. Mm, I feel like mm-hmm. if Robin Williams was going to show up, that would be him. That would be him. Um, so then Gabby's like, I can tell you a story. Um, I can tell you about Oedipus mm-hmm. if you want. And he's like, Oedipus? I know Oedipus. So um, I'm going to tell a little brief yeah, story please. of Oedipus. So, so Oedipus is a tale, um, a horrible tale of the king of Thebes. Um, so Oedipus was the prince of Thebes. His parents mm. were King Laius and Queen Yacosta. Mm. Um, Oedipus actually means swollen foot, which I we'll learn about right now. did not know that. <laughs> so um, Oedipus's parents, King Laius and Queen Yacosta, um, were given a prophecy from uh, the Oracle of Delphi. Oh. And the prophecy stated that their son was going to kill his dad and marry his mom oh. and bring disaster oh. to his city and family. So his dad said, I'm just going to take care of this and um, nailed his feet together, tied them up, and oh, left together. him on the side of a mountain. Yeah, he tied his feet together. Yeah, yeah I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they call him Swollen Foot. Oh, gross. Um, so his dad left him on the mountainside to die, um, and he was probably like a year and a half or something. Wow. Um, so shepherds found him and brought him to a neighboring town. Mm-hmm. They're like, um, here's a baby. Yeah. 
He looks fine, <laughs> except for the holes in his feet. Yeah. Swollen but feet. Perfectly good. 90% great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they brought him to the neighboring king and queen mm-hmm. who had wanted a baby but couldn't have one. Oh, nice parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Oracle of Delphi tells that king the same prophecy or sorry, tells um, tells Oedipus the same prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't know who his real parents were. He thought that this king and queen were his parents. Oh. So when he's old enough, he says, okay, I'm leaving. Oh, so tragic. Super tragic. Mm-hmm. And they should have just told him I that know. he wasn't their son. Oh. oh, God. So then he... Um, They're probably so confused. Why yeah. is he leaving? But that's also the thing with Oracle of Delphi. She was never very clear yeah, about right. her prophecies. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it would have been like, did she know which parents it was going to be? Good question. She doesn't know. She just I receives guess, information yeah. and she gives it out as she gets it. Mm. Um, so he leaves and he heads to Thebes because that's like the big neighboring town. Okay. Um, so on his way, <laughs> this is so awful. Um, <laughs> so on his way, he comes to a crossroads with um, another man, and okay. like kind of an older man. Mm-hmm. Um, they come to the crossroads and they get into an argument over who should go first. And mm. wow, at Jeez. the conclusion of the argument, is he kills the other man. What? Yep. So they fight. Um, he keeps going. He gets to Thebes. And then he finds out in <laughs> Thebes. Going. He keeps going. <laughs> um, and he finds out that the king has been killed. Uh-oh. And oh. <laughs> Yep. Oh, now I see <laughs> what happened. And so when he's in town, um, so in the absence of the king, this monster has shown up. And this monster is the Sphinx. Um, and the Sphinx has um, is pretty cool. Um, so she has the head of a woman, mm-hmm. um, the body of a lioness. Mm. and the wings of an eagle and a tail that is a serpent not the tail of a serpent so it has like the snake face at the end of the tail yeah she's pretty cool two-sided attack yeah two-sided that's cool um so she um has just been like totally wreaking havoc on thebes and been attacking with both mouths (laughs) both mouths she's eating everything in sight like all the warriors are coming out trying to like defeat her and become Mm -hmm. the next king whatever and she's destroying them all um and so with the Sphinx, you may have heard of this, the riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah, the Riddler. The Riddler. Um, so her, uh, the Sphinx's deal is anyone who can answer my riddle, you know, can like move on, defeat me, I'll leave. So the riddle is um, what in the morning walks on four feet, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening? I've heard this one. Yeah. Haley, what do, okay. what do you think? Okay. It's four in the morning, mm-hmm. two in the afternoon, and three in the evening. Mm-hmm. Is this right? Okay. Is it a baby in the morning mm-hmm. and a man or woman yeah. in the middle, a person, an adult person, uh-huh. and then an old person with a cane in that, the evening? That is correct. Is that correct? You get to be the next king of Thebes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you won. Woo. Um, so the answer is man. Mm-hmm. And once he answers the Sphinx's riddle, she you know kind of slithers and crinkles off. Um, he wins the, wins the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Yakosta, we might remember her. Yeah. Um, she falls in love with him, marries wow. him. They have four children together, <gasps> and she doesn't know that it's her really? son. Um, so years later, there's a plague on Thebes, and the word on the street is that, you know, who knows what the word on the street is. So Oedipus has to go to the Oracle of Delphi and mm-hmm. find out what's going on, what to yeah, do. Yeah, why is there a plague? Yeah. And... Um, so he's trying to go find out who killed the king because he kind of thinks that's what brought the plague on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he's at the Oracle of Delphi, um, he, like, when he's kind of on the way, um, the mom realizes like, who 
like she realizes what happened Ooh, and she realizes oh no. the entire prophecy came true. Um, so uh-huh. she hangs herself and so she's just hanging there. And then when Oedipus <laughs> gets back, he like has realized what happened because he heard from the Oracle. Yeah. And he takes the pins from her dress and stabs his eyes out. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. Um, and so Literally. Ed, like, Oedipus complex kind of comes from that. It mm-hmm. you know, refers to like you yeah. know, men loving their mothers. And um, it's kind of the original self fulfilling prophecy yeah wow that's the story of oedipus everybody well that is fascinating and that's what gabby and the old man were talking about on the road (laughs) nice light conversation casual i wonder what kind of you know input he had onto that story (laughs) personal input yeah Yeah. he just like he knew the guy i guess he knew of him yeah um well cool yeah Yeah. great so they're traveling new zealand's gorgeous Mm -hmm. um Oh, when Xena gets to her town, there's this like beautiful coming home song of all oh. the mid women like harvesting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Loved it. That's wonderful. Yeah, and Xena's just like so happy to be home. Yeah. Um. Uh. But when we get there, we quickly learn that the town is ashamed of her. Um. And that this was the only time I've ever really seen her unsure of anything mm-hmm. so far. She's mm-hmm. just like, "What do we? Yeah, like, what do true. I do? Who am I?" Mm-hmm. Um. We meet her mom for mm-hmm. the first time. We meet the peanut gallery mm. for the first time in the tavern. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, they say, get out of here. Get out of here. And then, that kind of thing. Yeah. And her mom pulls a sword on her. Um, mm-hmm. And they have the same eyes, oh. I noticed. Yeah. Oh. Um, so Does her mom have bangs, too? Her mom did not have bangs. Oh, but okay. she also had brown hair. And she wow. was wearing, like, I think she was wearing a beautiful, like, blue mm. like, peasant outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that her mom runs a tavern, mm-hmm. um, and no one trusts Cena. But we're like not quite sure what happened. And yeah, this one person goes, "Not this time, Cena. We remember." <laughs> that line stuck with me. <laughs> well, it stuck with him too. Yeah, he's remembering. <laughs> like, what could have happened? I know. I wonder too. Like, did she pillage the town, or did she like try to protect it and fail? Well, we find out that she um, had like gathered all the young men yes, to go yes. fight another warlord and everyone died. Okay. Like she wasn't strong enough. So I think kind of a mm. lot of Xena's journey mm-hmm. after that becoming stronger was that she mm. wasn't strong enough this one time. Oh. Um, so she just like left insightful. and went on to try to, yeah. Yeah. Very insightful. Um, so then we see Draco and Hector fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. Hector's really lame. Yeah. Draco's just like pretty much what I remember talking. from yeah. that. <laughs> Hector's like not very good at what yeah. he does. I don't know how he got to be second in command. I know. Um, oh, then he kills Hector. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "Get someone to clean off my knife." That was great. <laughs> thanks for the laughs. <laughs> so great. Thanks. Um, and then so um, oh, I noticed there was a lot of nets in the tavern, and so I was kind of wondering yeah. if Amphipolis was by the ocean, like what oh, kind of village it was. Question. Well, it must be close, mm-hmm. you the, know. Yeah, and then actually I looked it up, and it is close. Oh, it's close to the Mediterranean. Wow, nice. that's such a nice detail they included there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> historic accuracy. Yeah. Um, yeah, in my notes, I skip, like, pretty much to, I guess, like, Gabby has followed her there. Oh, yeah, Gabby saves her from the townspeople. They're, like, about to stone her oh, yeah. to death. Yeah, one re- good reason why Gabby's Yeah, there. And, yeah, she jumps in and mm-hmm. says, like, oh, wait, she's changed. She it's saved different. my town. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she talks Zena, you know, she talks the townspeople out of killing her. Yeah. Oh, because they, um, Draco's army was carrying her banners. Right, that's what it was. So yeah, yeah. that was the big trick, is they're trying mm-hmm. to convince the townspeople that Zena's it's actually Draco. attack her, yeah. them, or whatever, yeah. But really, it's just Draco. And mm-hmm. Gabrielle's like, no, they actually attacked my town. Right. Um, and I really want to know what Zena's banner looks like. I know, like, that's never a really good that. point. I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, we should make one. <laughs> yes. To imagine. Yes, please. Um, so everyone's mad. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby's talking. Zena has a really great arched eyebrow <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gabby's line of, I just saved your life. Yeah, you know? right. So she can get on the horse. Yeah. She's always trying to get on She's the horse. She's always trying to get on the horse. Like, no, yeah. Gabby, just walk. <laughs> Um, and Zena goes to her brother's tomb. I know. So we learn that she had brothers and yeah. one of them died I know. because of her. And it was sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, um, in the tomb, there's a constant flame. Um, I liked that Zena respects the dead, too. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought that was like a good early indication of that part of her character. I also like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her, like, kind of her conversation with her brother is, like, the most insight we see from Xena. Mm-hmm. Like, the only, like, internal conversation. Yeah, right. And Gabby's spying from the doorway. Oh, yeah. Like, Gabby, leave her alone. I know. Just, like, have this private moment. I know. Well, she's like, it's hard to be alone, brother. And then Gabby's like, you're, you're not, not alone. <laughs> yeah, and, like, like oh. I noticed, like, Xena's like, oh, I yeah. guess it's I'm happy to not be alone. So, okay. Yeah. So, like, oh, here's good. one person who, like, doesn't hate me in this mm-hmm. village. Like, yeah, of course yeah. you'll, like, like Gabby in that situation. <laughs> right. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Um, okay. Then we cut to, like, Draco. Um he oh so Draco shows up and mm-hmm. then everybody in town is trying to say like okay Draco just like take all of our right. wagons of this loot. This is like another situation like the Gabby situation earlier where the warlords are already there mm-hmm. and they're like the villagers are like here we collected all of our valuables for you. I feel like that's common though. Really? Of where like Maybe, people would I be guess, like yeah. I mean a lot of people would pay um not like tribute. Tri- well, but, yeah, yeah, like a tribute. Yeah. Just saying like here you can like if you come by like once a year, you can mm-hmm. take all of our valuables, just please don't burn us to the ground. Because yeah. it's more valuable to for us to keep providing you with stuff rather than yeah. you just burn us to the ground. I guess that makes sense. But he just wants Xena. He doesn't care about their I valuables. Know. I mean, yeah, we could have predict- predicted that for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. And he's just, Draco's totally obsessed with her. And he's telling her to celebrate her dark side and ride with him. Um, and then. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a pre Aries. It's like the audience isn't ready for Aries yet, yeah. but we have like a hint as to what the argument's going to be yeah. from a fo- f- like fellow lover of war. Yeah. Just everyone's ob- like obsession with her mm-hmm. and her just like mastery she's of life. She's just great. Yeah. yeah. She's the best. Um, so Zena's like, no, you know, I'm not going to go with you, but <laughs> I can busy. fight you and whoever. Like, right. You know, He's like, she's like, you said it would be one way or the other. I choose the other. Yeah. yeah. And so then they have a scaffolding fight. I know. And I was like, <laughs> are they doing repairs in the tavern? <laughs> Like how perfect. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Just in time for a fight. It's so great. Um, I love the scaffolding. It's made out of stone pillars <laughs> with bamboo on the top. <laughs> it's really nice scaffolding. <laughs> um, so they like so they both jump on top. Um, they're like punching each other. Villagers mm-hmm. um, <laughs> are like saying, "Use me, Zena. Step I know, on my I know, shoulders." It's so great. <laughs> they they're like, yeah. Here, I have, you can walk on my shoulders written down. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that was great. Oh, and then um, so at this point, we really see like the stunt double because a lot of times yeah, you can't like. Quite I was tell thinking them. that too. But the stunt mm-hmm. double is Zoe Bell, and mm-hmm. she is wonderful. She was also the stunt double in Kill Bill for Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. um, and she was in um, Death Proof too. That movie she like starred in it. She's she great. She is the best. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's like she and Lucy Lawless are the same person, yeah. and they're both the best. Yeah, they work so hard to create the, like the ultimate character, so and I respect great. all of their journeys. Yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> so Draco's like just saying all these like really negative things to Xena, mm-hmm. um, saying you're going to die for them and they despise you. Yeah, but Xena's like, why? It doesn't matter. I have honor. I know. <laughs> he says, why, Xena? They're sheep. <laughs> Sheeple. Sheeple. Um, so like, Xena does some yells and some flipovers, and we see some mm-hmm. um, scenes that they use in the opening credits, which mm-hmm. are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Walking on people's heads. Mm-hmm. Come on, Xena, walk on me. I um, love the walking on people's heads. It's so great. And they show, like, the people's heads getting squished. Yeah, and, like, and, no like, one's Wah. excited. They're just, like, standing around I waiting know. for her to step on Making them. Making funny faces yeah. and they step on them. And there's the one gag of uh, where she steps, like, a guy's wearing a turban. Yeah. And she steps on it and then it, like, spins <laughs> around. And the turban's in his face. <laughs> like, so goofy. Um, so then... Uh, Gabby trips a guy who's going to be sneaky and try mm-hmm. to shoot her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Xena knocks Draco to the ground and she steps on his chest and is all like, yeah. oh, hey, Draco, you're on the ground and I still haven't touched it. And he's <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then they, Draco's men don't shoot him, Mm-mm. even though the deal is that they'd shoot whoever touched the ground first. Yeah. But they don't. Um, and then they're like kind of getting ready to go and, um, so they were going to, yeah, they strike a deal for him to just go mm-hmm. and never hurt anybody. Um, and then, oh, yeah, he uh, killed, Draco kills the guy with a yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, this guy sneaking up on Xena is going to kill her anyway for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And um, and Draco, like, throws a knife at him and kills him, I think. Yeah, we've and seen then, him before throwing that knife. That's great. <laughs> he's really good yeah. at it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just, somebody cleaned it off before he yeah. got there. Um, and then he says, a deal's a deal. And he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Gets out of there. Uh, um, and then Xena just wants her mom's love, mm-hmm. really. That's all she wants through this whole thing. And she gets it. She definitely she gets, gets it. forgiveness. Yeah. She's totally forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the best part of this episode in some ways. Like mm-hmm. the whole story arc of this episode is about a daughter getting her mom's forgiveness for like really something that she probably thought she couldn't be forgiven for. It's kind of like this episode is kind of like the entire series mm-hmm, in one little true. like tiny universe. Which is remarkable considering how long the series went. Yeah. <laughs> it's remarkable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her entire journey is just looking for, you know, she gets forgiveness from her mom, and mm-hmm. then she's just looking for forgiveness from everyone else. Like and herself. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, she just needs that little bit of healing to kind mm-hmm. of continue her next journey. Yeah. Um. So we're leaving, continuing on our quest, and Gabby follows her into the forest at night. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> as if Zena wouldn't know she's there. I know. <laughs> and then I just like to imagine um, in Zena's mind, she's just thinking, like, you know what? This girl's life would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> don't she's like, I her. guess she doesn't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> I keep her for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, can take this sleeping bag, sleep over there. <laughs> Just get over there. Um, and then Zena's like, or um, Gabrielle says, that's what friends do. They stand by each other when there's trouble. And Zena's like, okay, you yeah. can be my friend. 
And then, but you can hear the smile in her voice when mm-hmm. she's saying, all right. She's like, oh, yeah. you're not that bad. Yeah. She kind of likes her. Yeah. She doesn't, like, have any other friends. So having someone no. who, like, tries to understand her. Yeah. Well, she has, like, Hercules and Aeolus, but they're <laughs> left behind. Yeah. <laughs> they're in a different series. Yeah. <laughs> Just left behind. Um, so, yeah, that's the end of episode one. Really great episode. Yeah. So what are your um, positive Gabrielle moments? Okay, so um, I do think it's good that she managed to talk herself out of that Cyclops mm. situation. Yeah. And she really showed herself to be able to do that well. Mm. I think also um, Renee O'Connor really, like, like, we know exactly who Gabby is. Sometimes you watch a show and, like, it takes a while for the characters to settle in. But we know from the beginning, like, exactly who Gabby is. There's no question. She's not, like hesitating about her wiliness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like when yeah, when she kind of starts getting into her stride of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she kind of takes on that bard character yeah, right. and she like kind of gets into the stance. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like when she um is talking to the Cyclops, you know, saying we mm-hmm. share that Cyclops moment. Yeah. Um and at first she's like talking about Xena. And right. she's like, yeah, you know her? She's like, yeah, I know her, I hate her. And she like immediately switches to, yeah, me too. Yeah. She's awful. <laughs> We're partners in crime against her. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. She really takes that on. So I, I appreciate that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well That's that, I that's guess. That. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and join us in episode two. Yes, please.